You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, it's Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and help people have more abundance in their life. The focus of today's podcast is all about cracking the code to happiness. Everybody can use that. So I've got a very special guest with me, David Chatfield. He has got a very interesting background. So let me tell you a little bit about him. He has done hundreds of deals. He's an attorney and a manager. He's been in the music business, motion picture, television, all sorts of stuff you wouldn't think an attorney normally works in, so he's got a great background. I'm going to let him tell you a little bit more about himself, but the most exciting news is he just hit number one international best-selling author about the book we're going to discuss today. So David, thank you for being with us today. What else can you add to that introduction? Well, thank you very much. It's great to be here today, and uh, the introduction you gave was fantastic, and I think that um, most of the people can figure out um, what I'm all about by listening to this podcast and buying the book. So congratulations on becoming an author and bestseller for sure internationally. A lot of people talk about writing books, but then they don't do the action to make it happen. So good for you. Do you think there's another book inside you coming out down the way? Well, actually... Um, when I stopped writing this book, which was the day that I sent it in to be published, um, <laughs> I started writing the next because life just keeps going on and I keep um, coming up with better strategies and different strategies that append what I already wrote about. Uh, today I wrote about how people can go forward successfully in this new age and this new life day-to-day after the Paris incident because that scares a lot of people, and I've had a lot of people who ask about that. That's not in my book, but actually the answer to that is in my book. So, Well, let's talk about your book after we hear a little bit more about how an attorney fits in with the music business. How did you fall into that? Well, I was originally a musician, um, I was playing in a, in a band in high school with a bunch of guys, some of which ended up being in a rock band called Toto. And oh, I know grad- Toto. Yeah. <laughs> that was like 80s and 70s, right? That's right. And then, What was that big hit that they had that everybody would um, know? Africa and Rosanna. Rosanna, uh, that's had, the one. They had six um, Grammys in one, one year. It was fantastic. Great band. But uh, I wasn't as good as the other musicians, I thought. And so I went off to college, and then I um, applied. One time I read an ad. I applied to play in a production or perform, play guitar in a production of Jesus Christ Superstar. And I actually auditioned, and I made it. And then I was on tour with Jesus Christ Superstar, and I played 
in venues that I never thought I would. Uh, and I played the Greek theater here in Los Angeles. And after I did that, I told my mom, okay, I'm 21, and now I've just met my life's goal, which was to play, you know, at the Holly Bowl and Greek theater. And she said, become a lawyer, you can do anything. So I, that's what I did. I went to law school, passed the bar. The day I passed the bar, I signed up for music business, television and film business classes at USC and management at UCLA. And um, within six months, I had uh, a band that I represented that had a top ten hit. Wow. Well, that wasn't the story I was expecting, but that's a really cool story. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. So how does an attorney slash musician decide to write a book about happiness? Well, it started because my uh, oldest daughter went off to college. She grew up in sunny California and went off to northern California to an area that was dark and cold and rainy, and she got depressed and and had trouble getting out of bed to go to class. And so I decided that every day I would send her a message, and I sent it to her on my Facebook page. And all of a sudden I found out that it wasn't just her that was – Um, getting out of bed because of what I wrote. It was all my friends. And at the end of the semester, when I stopped writing, they all said, why did you stop? And I said, okay, fine, I'll write a book. And that's when I made the decision because everyone seemed to need what I was putting out there. That is awesome. Now I'm excited to get a copy of the book. And uh, where can people (laughs) find it? Can they go to Amazon? It's on Amazon and on Kindle at the moment, and I'll have an audio book up in, uh, about the time that you hear this podcast. Perfect. Well, tell us how you picked the title, Taking Control. Well, um, what I did is I thought that people feel generally out of control, depressed, um, you know, uh, can't get it together, and they're afraid, and so the opposite of that is taking control. And and then I added cracking the code to happiness because it's it's like learning how to crack a safe. You know, somebody has to give you the combination and the directions to turn, and you have to do it in a correct sequence, and everything has to get in alignment so that you can open the door to the safe and out comes happiness. That's how I look at it. So is there a tip? Can you share the combination in a few sentences on this podcast? Kind of a preview of what's in the book? Well, um, it begins with living your life with integrity, uh, which means that you have to make an agreement with yourself to live your life every day with integrity. And what does that mean? That means that you keep all your appointments you make, you, you tell people the truth all the time. And um, once you start doing that, it creates a foundation for the next step, which is creating relationships and creating positive, uh, empowering relationships with positive, empowering people. And then, um, of course, my book also talks about how you can find your life companion and how you can maintain the relationship that you have with your life companion and everyone else in your life, whether it's your work 
uh, friends or your just your casual friends or your family. And then we get into some more difficult things like fear, how to lose fear. You know how you know what do you, what do you have to do in your mind to create the absence of fear? And and then we but when you think about that you also have to think about what other things are holding you back. You know, things that happened to you in the past. Some bad thing, somebody treated you bad, you were abused, you had bad experiences. You have to learn, and the book shows you how to learn to, to feel the experiences for an adequate amount of time, let them go, and then go forward positively in your life. And... Uh, if you are proceeding with integrity and your relationships are positive and the people you are with make you feel good and make you um, feel secure in what you're doing and you are proceeding without fear and without your past being baggage that you have to carry around with you, uh, that pretty much helps you get to happiness um, inside, and then there's the outside, things like um, controlling your finances. I talk to people in the book. I explain how to, to control your finances. I talk about how, how to you know, be happy with your technology. I talk, to you, I talk about all sorts of different things, things that people wouldn't really think about, like you know, not settling. You know, uh, people who settle in life are, are not happy because they've settled for something less than what they really want. And nobody really thinks about that. But when you add up all the things in your life um, that you're settling with, uh, it really makes you unhappy. So that that's totally another, makes another sense. point. So the combination is integrity to the right, relationships to the left. And what was the third one? As if I was opening a safe, what was the third point? Uh, losing fear. Oh, losing fear. Perfect. Right. I love the integrity one because I I hate when someone says yes, they're going to do something, and then they just don't show up. They just you know, kind of flake on that. And I don't think it's just younger people. I've seen adults do that as well. Do you address that in your book? Absolutely. It's the very first thing I address. I talk about how with, with this new technology, people, they – for some reason, they think when they're making an arrangement and they're using their phone or their computer to make it, that they're, they're talking to the phone and the computer. They're not talking to a human being. So it's not really that important to them. And most people will, if something better comes up, will either cancel or not show up. But it's important that if you make a commitment to someone to, to an appointment to show up every time on time so that that person knows that you are a person of integrity, that, they, that you keep your word, and it prevents you from having to make up lies to create a smoke screen um, to cover up why you didn't show up and you didn't tell them or whatever, this thing that is so common now. And so how can you be comfortable with people who do not have integrity? I don't know. Uh, it's becoming a person of integrity that's important. And then when your friends learn that they can trust you and you can trust them, then your relationship becomes stronger and more positive. 
Absolutely. If you can't count on people for the little things, how can you count on them for the big things, right? Absolutely. So what about the opposite, people that don't even commit? You know, you're having a barbecue, you're trying to get a count of hamburgers, and and people aren't even committing. It's not like they're committing and not showing. They're not even committing. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people in life that don't uh, commit to things because they have a fear of commitment. They're afraid that, you know, if they commit to something, that something might come up and uh, they won't be able to do that. And it, it happens a lot in relationships, you know, fear of commitment in relationships, but because people are risking their hearts and their souls um, when, when they're trying to have a, a, create a deep relationship with somebody, you know, there's a lot of risk involved, and people don't like to take risks. Uh, and yet the most successful people in life are the ones who have taken risks, who have gone out uh, on a limb and done what we think is impossible because we would have all quit if, if we had tried to do it when, when any resistance came up. And that's why people, you know, they have a, a tendency not to want to commit, but uh, people with integrity, they say yes, they tell you how they feel about the event and you, and, and then it, they show up. And totally. that's, that's a good friend. That's a good friend. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So in your book, do you have tips and tricks or even lessons to help people, you know, achieve that? Keep Absolutely. their words, show up? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have, I just explain that it's so simple in life to simply make a, an agreement with yourself and make a commitment that you are going to keep um, all of your agreements with everyone else. That you're going to be a person of integrity. You're going to tell the truth all the time. You're going to not keep your agreements. You're going to keep every agreement. And then all the, th- all the other people will not, uh, you know, they won't be as successful as you are. And they'll see by example that being a person of integrity is really the, the right thing to do. And all of a sudden friends you've had that haven't been uh, with integrity, all of a sudden we'll start to be with integrity because they'll see by example how much more um, you are able to get from your life and how much happiness you get from the relationships that are created out of integrity. So we talked about a lot about integrity today. Do you have a special quote or a motto that keeps you going, either with integrity or happiness, that you'd like to share? Well, um, with in integrity, I, I like to just have everybody agree that they're going to become a person of integrity, that they're going to keep their agreements with, with everyone they meet, and that they're going to be um, uh, committed to, to do what they say they're going to do. And... That's really the the best thing I can say about integrity. And, and happiness, it, it's all about living your life in a, in a, positive, in a positive direction. You know, you, every day you wake up and, and you say, uh, every day, you know, say mantras if you want. You, there's a, a great mantra by Emile Coulet, who was a French philosopher. And the mantra is that every day in every way, I get better and better. 
And you say that over and over again. Say it, he said, say it 20 times. If you listen to John Lennon and Paul McCartney's song called Getting Better, you, you find that they say it 20 times in their song. They believed it. And even if you don't believe it, you actually get better and better because you're putting yourself... I know that, I know that song. I never noticed it was 20 times. Did you actually count that? I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. So we learned a lot about integrity, some about happiness and relationships. Have you had any challenges in your life that were really hard to overcome? And, and maybe share one and how you did it to inspire the rest of us. Well, um, you know, my, my uh, first divorce was, was a big challenge. Uh, I, I went into it kind of without a plan into my marriage, and I dis- discovered that after we had both gone to college and got our graduate degrees, that neither one of us really liked each other. And so, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm just laughing at the story because <laughs> I can kind of picture this. Yeah, and so what I did is I went, forward with the, the plan that I talked about in the book, it's almost like um, the, the secret where I you know, imagined in my mind what it is that I wanted. Um, I realized that I spent way more time figuring out what kind of car I was going to buy than I did on who, who my next mate was going to be. So I actually studied and, and sat down and wrote down what I wanted the, the characteristics, the looks, the sounds, the education, whatever I wanted in a mate. And then I found that after I had pictured that person, and I actually created a character like you would, like an author does in a play. I created a character and, and dared it to come to life. And as soon as I did that, several people that I never dreamed that I could get, and I kind of girls that I couldn't get in high school or college because they were too popular or too good-looking or whatever excuse I made, um, they appeared. And I actually had my choice of uh, my next mate. And it was, that was my big challenge then was, you know, how, how do I go and, and create a successful relationship? And I had a, a really long and fruitful relationship for the next two decades after that. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah, I'm a big believer in manifesting stuff. You know, figure out what you want and tell the universe, and all of a sudden it's there. It's amazing. Well, this has been great information. We learned about your new book, where to find it, your great stories of becoming a, num- a bestseller. Is there anything we haven't covered that you wanna that you wanna shout out to the listeners? Well, um, I just want everyone out there who's who's feeling a little scared and, and uh, apprehensive about life after what happened in, in Paris, that um, when you feel like there's no hope, keep moving forward, take steps, take a close evaluation of your habits, rituals, and routines, and make some adjustments to keep things going in a positive way. You know, keeping yourself positive is the key to being happy. And everyone can do that. Being positive or negative is a choice we make every day. And I always say I choose love over fear all the time. And Marianne Williamson said that there are only two base emotions in the world, love and fear, and I come from love. 
and not fear and and everything I do every day. And that's how I stay positive and how everyone should, should stay positive during these trying times. Awesome advice. Love that one. That should be part of your next book if you haven't submitted it to your publisher yet. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to be in there. Yeah, that is a, a great word of wisdom. Well, thank you so much for sharing part of your day with us. This is great information. I think the timing is perfect. Um, sometimes people listen to our podcast after the fact, but with the France reference, I mean, absolute perfect. Um, thank you so much, listeners. If you loved this podcast, please give Give us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps with our ratings. And also subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is Nancy Gaines. Um, I've got a new website, nancygaines.com. Lots of new information for your business, so check me out. Until then, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.